0: Hi, bonjour, I'm Duna Sourou, and you're listening to the Paris International Film Festival podcast. In each episode, I dive into film distribution or filmmaker strategy a talent who's used a disruptive way to get meaningful films out there in these transition times. Whether you're a filmmaker, excited to embrace on your normal, or simply interested in hearing some filmmaking and distribution tips, this is for you. and Lisa, we are here at the International Film Festival. I'm Jenna Suru. How are you today? Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, Jenna.
1: <laughs> we are very well and happy to be talking with you
0: and meeting you. Oui, moi aussi. Et d'ailleurs, pour ceux qui nous écoutent en français, Lisa parle parfaitement français. Et Tom travaille sur son français, n'est-ce pas? Donc, we're going to do the interview in English. Uh, but please feel free to reach out to them because we are so, so excited at the festival to present you their fear film. It's called The Big Kitty. It's a wonderful film, really paying tribute to many things, including the Hollywood glamour and so much more. And so it's been directed by both of them. So Tom Alberts and Lisa Barnby, and also starring both of them as an artist couple too, right? How did it happen? How did you decide to do this film? What are the origins?
1: Oh, that one's for you, Tom.
2: Okay, well, it, it's my <laughs> fault. <laughs> well, okay, so we're visual artists, and I'm in particular a painter, spend my time looking at light, painting figures, figures in rooms, um, you know, the, the mise en scene, um, and in a realistic manner. And I got to wondering if Rembrandt was alive now or one of the great painters. Would they be a filmmaker? And, um, you know, would Rembrandt be Scorsese or um, uh, Spielberg or um, uh, Louis Marle or something, you know? know, Should I try my hand at filmmaking? So uh, working where I did, I had access to a lot of lights and cameras and things. I was working in a design department, teaching life drawing. And I started borrowing bits and pieces and playing around with cameras. And I realised, like, you could make a high-definition digital movie. This is, like, some years back. And so, but to me, it was a revelation. And also with the new um, computers uh, and things like uh, After Effects and uh, Final Cut Pro, you could make a movie in your own backyard at quite a good quality. So it's was kind of like it all came together all at the same time. And I really started thinking, should I try this? Um, And it finally happened that I said, okay, I'm going to make a movie. Why not? I'll never be, you know, have more energy, be young enough or have more money. Or I thought, come on, just do it. And I really originally thought it would take a summer, you know, a couple of months with friends and we'd make a little movie. But then (laughs) I started getting... Yes, that was fun, joyful, playful summer
1: with that borrowed camera.
2: Yep. Turned
0: into 11 years. Yeah. Wow. That
2: is so inspiring. Well, you know, we're not filmmakers. We knew nothing about it. We didn't go to film school. (laughs) Wow. It was just really like a crazy thing to do. But um, so I started like, how do you make a movie? You know, I love movies. We both love movies. We've been to see... Thousands and thousands and thousands of movies. We love movies. We wa- love watching them together. We especially love the glamorous Hollywood movies of the 40s and 50s. Mm,
1: but also European cinema, all European those fabulous cinema. 40s and 50s, Italian and French films, especially. Yes. Um,
2: you know, uh, crazy um, screwball comedies, um, Cary Grant movies, um, you know. But
1: also Jacques Tati, Fellini. Fellini.
2: Love Fellini. Um, So we loved film, but how do you actually make them? I I had a rough idea. I'd made a little three minute film once out of the blue. Um, And so then I got Truffaut's book on Hitchcock. I think any filmmaker must read this book, Truffaut interviewing Hitchcock. And there's this kind of really rich pulling apart of how films are made, very visual to me. uh, And I loved Hitchcock, especially. Um, and he loved that glamour that Hollywood brought to his films. Uh, so off I went, I, I read books about directing, about acting, about writing a script. I read all these books about 40s scriptwriters and their stories. And, um, and I looked at thousands of books on filmmaking and films of the 40s and 50s. So, <laughs> and bit by bit, I realised like if we were gonna make a film and we we're going to ask our friends to be in it. Well, you'd have to give them something to do, and you'd have to give them words to say, and you'd have to give them something to wear, and it and it just grew like that. So I I I, I um, started writing a script. Um, I I got drunk <laughs> and wrote a list. yeah I was, I was I was I was quite tipsy one night and I wrote a list. all All the scenes I'd like to see in my 40s film. I I decided film noir and I decided Mm. comedy. I love comedy. Um, And uh, so I just wrote a list of all the crazy scenes I'd like to see. And then I I started thinking about all of our friends and what they could play. And we know all these artists in Melbourne, this big community of artists, and they're a really talented bunch. They're really an amazing group of um, Mm. individual talents and I thought they could be in a film <laughs>
1: and we've often discussed them over the dinner tables and all the Hollywood stars and European films and Melbourne's been a rich um, city for film festivals for, for a very long time there's an Italian film festival every year and the French film festival every year and so I'd have to say that all of our friends who are in the film are movie buffs as well and
0: that's so exciting that you guys share with us this story because this film is so well made Our jury loves it and it's so it's so glamorous indeed. And you say how it happened is incredible because you say it with so much humility, you know, like you basically at the beginning just had this idea and then it kind of built on and on, right? And how yeah. you, I'm really interested to know how this builds into your career, you know, as an actor, as a painter. Maybe you both have things to say about that. How does it um, happen into your career so far? Oh,
1: just going back a little moment to how you mentioned that uh, it it all looks glamorous. Well, one thing we did discuss is that if we're going to make our film, everybody in the film has to look fabulous, as Mm -hmm. good as Mm -hmm. they can, and be as beautifully lit and as well-dressed. And even if they are a nasty character and nobody is too nasty, (laughs) that it had to be done humor and we didn't want to send anybody up or make them look stupid or go oh I wish I hadn't been in Tom and Lisa's film we wanted them to enjoy the moment and that's why it was great that we had a a black and white tv screen hooked up to monitor hooked up to our camera so that they could take us seriously and see how beautiful the set looked and lit and how they would look and how
2: beautiful they would look and how
1: beautiful they would look and then feel confident about playing their role yeah. And that was an important part of it, building up people's confidence. It was good for our confidence too, having that monitor there. It helped us. Yeah, no, certainly. Good,
0: and it's also the magic and of cinema, saw- isn't it? Yeah. 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 When they saw-
1: yeah, because when they saw the mayhem of the, we were filming in people's studios, uh, as in art studios, apartments, houses, any place that was about to be demolished, and it was all mayhem all around, but we had a beautiful set that we'd constructed and lit. And then if you could reduce all that mayhem to one screen, then mm. it, it looked believable, which was a very-
0: where, where did you build that set? Because you guys more ah. so international,
1: Oh,
0: the, the
1: set.
2: The, the set, <laughs> well, yeah, as Lisa was saying, there's, um, anything, any space we could get. In fact, sometimes, uh, and I have, I have to pop in that it did take 11 years. So oh. sometimes, sometimes Lisa walks through a door and five years later, she comes out into the room, you know. Um, uh, you know the, so we had to think very carefully about where could we use? There's only so many spaces that you can get and we didn't have money to hire a sound stage or anything. We used our studios, our friends' houses. We, we, we even asked some friends who had a, a big studio in the centre of Melbourne, could we film out the back because it's got a beautiful old alleyway. You know, uh, we, yes. we, we used the old bits of Melbourne, but some of it was um, guerrilla filmmaking where we would jump out of the car, put a camera <laughs> on us <our> stand. <laughs> and there's one scene where I walk into a beautiful apartment block, well, we didn't really have permission to do that. We just put a camera up on the street and I walked in. <laughs> Unfortunately, it took about 11 takes, um, you know, 11 times to try and get it to look right. And by that time, somebody came out to have a look at what we were doing and so we had to run away. Uh, so there's, you know, it was very, um, bio, you know, very uh, very independent filmmaking style. Um, yeah,
1: but we had the goodwill of everybody in inner city Melbourne who had any links to the artistic yeah. community. I mean, we filmed the bar scene, which is towards the end of the film. And uh, our friend who owns that um, building, which is a huge bar, hotel, uh, restaurant, uh, she just gave us the keys and said, yep, you, here you go, um, yeah. it's it's over to you and just be out by this time. Yeah. And so we're completely yeah. trusting very... and... Even Tom's auntie, gallery owner wanted to be
2: in the film. Yeah, it became a kind of phenomenon that everybody was saying, "Oh, you're making a film. Can I be in it?" And uh, so, <laughs> but we only wanted Melbourne artists to be in it. So nobody is an actor. These are just people who have no experience sometimes of acting. Okay, you know, you know, that 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 leads to some, you know. Uh, uh problems you know you don't give people complicated action sequences to do or um too many words to say and we learned that you could put up dummy cards and people could read their lines and oh, that
1: was very all funny. these kind I of
2: things <laughs> when they do it in hollywood do you have you know, bts pictures <laughs>
0: <you> know,
2: <laughs> famously i think i'm not sure who it is but there it, would be the, his dialogue written on the collar of the person he's standing next to so he could read the lines. You know, I mean, you know, there's lots of ways around. So
1: they have to be looking in the right direction, yes.
2: <laughs> So there's lots of uh, ways to do this. Um, but, yeah, we sometimes build quite elaborate sets. Um, there's a, a, a lobby scene with a big newsstand that was all built by me <laughs> with bits of wood and paint and uh, various things. And we built that in the large space in the studios where we both got studios. It's just a big open space. And for a while I, I used it to make a scene in the film and nobody seemed to mind. And I'd take it down really quickly once we were finished. Well,
1: half, half the artists in our studio were in the film as well. Yeah,
2: there, there is that. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of work behind the scenes to prepare things. And put it together quite quickly, and the people were available, and make costumes quickly, and and then do it quickly, and then there'd be months before we could do it again.
1: Yeah, it was very complicated working with everybody else's schedule and yeah. our own as artists. You know, we might have an exhibition coming up, and so it was very yeah. disruptive yeah. to our lives. And it we was
2: we had quite crazy, hard. quite <laughs> crazy schedules because you know we both. You know, had little part-time jobs or yeah. teaching, or uh, and uh, we had all sorts of commitments to exhibition things, deadlines. And exhibition deadlines. We kept exhibiting and working as artists the whole time, and um, you know, it was very hard to do sometimes.
1: It's but our friends kept saying it's hard to go out. We go to an opening and they say, "When are we seeing this film of yours?" Uh, but, in <laughs> twenty years, come, in, in
0: two thousand fifty. <laughs>
1: Yes. So I think it's good, you know
0: how good things take time, right?
1: They certainly do, and <laughs> the best
2: things take time. Yes. Well, I'm a big fan of, of um, David Lynch, and um, one of the films that really inspired me was Razorhead, which is his kind of first real feature film, and it's incredible. He made that while doing a paper round and um, saving up money. And um, getting little bits of unused film from a film um, uh, laboratory, they'd keep the little offcuts that hadn't been exposed, so he could make his film. And um, I mean, it's a masterpiece. I'm not sure our film is a masterpiece, but but that was sort of an inspiration. Like you can do it yourself. You can um, you know you can get together with the people you know and the things you have around you and make something happen. So that was really. Uh, uh, one of my inspirations, I think, one of our inspirations.
0: It's so much appreciate that you guys have this type of inspirations. And at the beginning, you mentioned rembrandt and you guys are right, right? Rombron, he would definitely have considered being a filmmaker, right? And I think it's fascinating how in your work, in, in the film, The Big Kitty, you used these inspirations for the film, but also it's part of your film, isn't yeah. it? You know, in French, we would call this uh, être plasticien, the painting, all the production design. Can you share that? Because you're obviously having this huge career as painters, like as artists, visual artists. So, how did it help and support your film?
1: <laughs> well, I think that as artists, you're used to um, improvising and um, looking for a solution immediately, and often, um, painting from natural light, setting up still lives. I mean, looking at the fall of light and um, uh, wanting. I don't know. What would you say, Tom?
2: Yeah, I think maybe what Lisa is saying is that you know art is one of the forces that we're steeped in. We that's our very being, and so that that can't help but inform the film. I mean, literally, there's a lot of jokes about art and there's um, a very funny character, an artist character in the film. And there's lots of gags and things that, you know, artists would appreciate. Um, But I think one of the things we did was, it's not an art film as such, It's, it's, it's trying to be a straightforward, entertaining Hollywood comedy set in 1949 and so there's a whole bunch of things you kind of can't do. And, um, and uh, I don't enjoy uh, seeing a film that's somehow um, showing off uh, its knowledge or something or yeah. is sort of, or you know, uh, uh, exhibiting a lot of esoteric knowledge that I have no understanding of. I wanted this, uh, we wanted this film to be fun. Uh, and it, it seems timely actually. Mm, that with, it's, with, yes. with everything that's happening in the world, it's like an amazing time, a dark time, mm. really. And this film, I think, is, you know, one hour that people can just relax, have a laugh, enjoy themselves, be surprised. And um, there's something very important about that in uh, a worrying and dark time like now, I think. Um mm.
1: So in the end, you know, although we can't have a, a real red carpet launch in a cinema, it's could be, you know, even more beneficial that everybody can watch it online um, and more people can watch it than if they were here in Paris. And um, we've got people messaging from Australia, we'll we be able to watch it mm. and when we will be able to watch it. And so...
2: It's a. It's, a it's pity, a good time but it, for a conversation. It's actually maybe a great thing, you know, this online forum. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> and you have
0: yes, the on the nice. right
2: side.
0: <laughs> oh my God, we will so much love getting back to the cinema when we can, right? And I think you, um, I think it's so exciting and it's so wonderful because it actually matches your film because this is an experimental film and you guys have been growing the IG and and you're absolutely right. You tell it. You tell your story with so much humility. Because when we watch it we really have that hollywood glamour vibe no one could tell you filmed it in your friends gardens you know like i mean it's an exaggeration but it really doesn't show at all it really looks like this amazing like really hollywood movie it's really really refreshing thank you that's
2: really lovely i think one
0: beautiful
1: thing about both of us being visual artists is that When you look at if you're visiting a show or a studio or something and that if you look at a painting and you connect with it or a work of art and it transports you elsewhere and suddenly you've forgotten and you know that's the beauty of having a painting that you connect with hanging on your wall in your home that Mm. you know things can be going a bit rough and you look at that image and it makes you think of something else
0: yes it's inspiring and it takes you out uh, somewhere (laughs) Um,
2: I, I, I would add one thing which you can cut out this bit if, if, it, if we're running <laughs> through time. But that one of my... Censorship. You know, like, when we started the film, computers and things were in their infancy. And, in fact, also our love of cinema was really in another era, almost. A lot of the films I went and saw in cinemas, on big screens. I, I'll never forget seeing a new reprint of the lady from Shanghai by Orson Welles with this gigantic close-up of um, the actress in it, whose name I can't think of at the moment, but there's just this gigantic head on the screen in this beautiful black and white print and it was transporting and it was amazing. Um, and another film that had a huge impact on me was Sullivan's Travels by Preston Sturgis. Mm. I love everything by Preston yeah. Sturgis. Um, you know, screwball comedy, that, that is my, one of my most favourite things. But um, in Sullivan's Travels, it follows this poor Joel McRae as he goes on the road as a director to sort of to see how the real America is, its poverty and hardship. And um, it's a great film and he falls into a, a, a kind of a mishap and gets wrongly accused of murder and goes to prison. And in that prison time, he's really miserable. He's actually a famous director, but no one knows where he is. And in this miserable time, he goes into a, a hall and they show a Mickey Mouse film. And all the convicts and hardened criminals start laughing. And just for a few minutes, everyone's happy. And he suddenly thinks, that is why we have entertainment. That is why we don't just make films about serious issues. Sometimes entertainment really makes a difference to someone's spirit and their day, and I certainly, um, I certainly feel that watching mm. a great comedy <laughs> yeah. keeps me up for days. And, and it's not a small thing. It's a, you know, it seems to me there's a lot of bad news and a lot of things we should be concerned about. But sometimes I think in a really serious way, I think it's good to laugh.
0: And comedy is really powerful also to tell very serious messages, isn't it? It's interesting. The power <laughs> of comedy. <laughs> and I love the comedy in your film. It's it really it's like a character in the film. Like it's very, it's very specific. It's very appreciable.
2: Well, you know what they say in Hollywood. <laughs> don't make a comedy, don't use your friends, don't use your own money, don't work with children don't work with animals, and we did them all. (laughs) We did everything. (laughs) It should have been disaster.
0: This is why we love it, you know? This is why we love it. It's because you, you created, you mentioned, I don't know if it's a masterpiece. Well, it's definitely a unique piece, right? And a brilliant one. It's different. You did it with your heart. You did it with all your skills. And you did it together with so much support. So... That's something really inspiring. And you guys must, must be really thrilled, but it's could at Paris, right? Cause you have a special relationship with Paris. Yeah.
2: Yes,
1: yeah. and we do have a little bit filmed in Paris. With oh, the really? Friends. Oh, okay. Our friend, um, Jean de La Demel, who also was a great help uh, for the subtitles, who is a great cinema fan as well. And fantastic with the French argot of the forties. And so we filmed, Jean is a great friend that I met. And he kept saying, I want to be in
2: it. I want to be in it. I (laughs) I said, well, we'll we'll
1: have a discussion with, I'll have a discussion with my fellow director.
2: (laughs) Because we were coming to Paris regularly. We'd been coming to Paris all these years, every other year. And um, we, you know, we'd show little bits of the film to our friends here. And Jean was saying, I want to be in it. I want to be in it. He
1: said, you always promised me Lisa.
2: And one year we came.
1: (laughs) One year we
2: came I wrote some stuff and um, I said, you can be a character, but we just couldn't do it. And I I was really upset. He's always very busy. He's always very busy. He's a very um, talented graphic designer and artist. And DJ. And DJ. And um, with a busy life, you know, everybody in Paris is busy. Uh, And uh, finally we got a little window of opportunity and we filmed that scene here in Paris where the Frenchman is waiting in a corridor Mm. and we go down some stairs.
1: In the stairwell of the apartment we were renting.
2: Yes, it was really, and we've never ever regretted that. It was very, very hard to do. We didn't have hardly any equipment, um, but we did it quickly and we did it well and uh, it got to be in the film. And Jean's really thrilled. yeah. we, and love, we that love that we there's love a that little idea. bit of real Paris a little
0: bit of Paris <laughs> <laughs> oh that's wonderful but it's now officially also filmed in Paris <laughs> That's yeah. what yes. and as, as rumor has it you guys are also based in Paris here aren't you yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah we are yeah we're in the 5th and surrounded by the art house cinemas that I just love to go to and you know I'm really wish they were open yeah we really wish they
2: were open
1: uh, and yeah I even used to be in Asheret years ago at um cinema Le Saint-Germain-du-Pré and Balzac
0: Mm. beautiful ones yes
1: uh, we are great fans of the art house cinemas of Paris and um yeah so it's good and um still friends with um the my lady across the road she actually lives she was my boss the box office lady from cinema Le saint germain Pre. oh and it's all these amazing characters uh, yeah.
2: yeah and we love that French people seem to love cinema it's a very special relationship mm. and you know mm-hmm. um the the, the depth um, some of my favorite films are uh, by French directors I like a strange film called um Providence I think it's called Um, and I can't think of the director just this minute, but, yeah, some...
0: We love cinema, we're big fans, and we love also all the culture around it, you know, like the different art forms, like painting or plasticity in on themselves, and also, I guess, the glamour behind it, right, because a lot of the greatest pieces of cinema are also from a few years ago, right? Like the movies you pay to in your film? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think we really appreciate it. The Big Sleep, The Maltese Falcon, um, Lady from Shanghai I mentioned, um, there's a double indemnity. And it's, you know, that beautiful 40s, 50s styling where they 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 spent a lot of time and trouble on making people look, you know, superhuman. And it was all done by hand. They, d- digital trickery mm. didn't exist. Um, so people actually had to be lit and... Um, sculpted and shaped to look as good oh, as they could
1: yeah they spent hours in the makeup department yeah. and a lot of the men
0: were wearing girdles as well figure <laughs> <Bigger> shapers quite <laughs> <laughs> gable especially it yeah. took the time yeah. right to make things look the best they could be yeah
2: and that really suited our uh the possibilities we had you know that really suited our um the possibility i mean to shoot in black and white means Um, You don't have as many problems as you have when you shoot in colour. So that was, you know, and film noir, as it became known, these kind of B movies in Hollywood, they made uh, a feature of the fact that they couldn't afford all the lighting and all the technicians. So they cut it down. They just left parts of the set black because you didn't have to build something there. It was a way of avoiding their small budgets. Um, So... You know, we had the same problems. We, we really built and made everything ourselves. We had no budget. Uh, so, you know, it's crazy. Things, you know.
1: Then we grew fond of some of the sets, like the bar scene um, with this big bar, 1940s bar, that we constructed in our lounge room. It looked so authentic that we wanted to invite people over to have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to dismantle it.
0: You
1: guys had a great time,
0: right? making
2: this film, yeah. you have so much passion for every aspect. Yeah, Yep. I think we did have a great time. It wasn't always easy. And no. we also made a, a, a pact between ourselves that we kept all the, um, you know, sometimes we were like, you know, not. it wasn't fun, it was very difficult. And sometimes we lost our tempers, but we kept that away from everyone who was making the film. You know, yeah. we, we just made, we made sure it was a happy set. And mm. everybody had a nice time and we always finished with a bottle of champagne.
1: And, uh, the, and, <laughs> and a meal. And, and a meal.
2: And yeah, we we really made and taxi fares. Yep.
0: For, uh,
2: <laughs> yes, that's uh, important. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so we let everybody had a great feeling doing it. And yeah. um they just wondered when the hell we would finish it. And it <laughs> did take a long and time. no, now it's finished. <laughs> yeah. and, and yes.
1: We, and in the festival,
2: in a festival, in that's the Paris just fantastic. Film we we did a cast and crew screen online because in Australia yeah. it was uh, confinement confinement there. Yeah. Uh, although we were actually out of confinement in Paris, so it was great. We had like everyone was at home, and everybody uh, who worked on the film was just sitting at home and loved. To have that event and we all did it together we had a big zoom meeting with lots and lots of people on the screen oh, and it was a really incredible. and there was a very very good feeling about it I, it I, was
1: we had a lot of feedback and a lot yeah, of yeah
2: people wrote wonderful reviews to us people you know i think everybody was really pleased that they were part of it because it became like you know like a group thing so it was a really interesting experiment and I, you know least and me we We go to our rooms, we close the door, and we work on our things. You know, mostly artists are just solitary. So to do this huge collaborative project over 11 years was just so incredibly strange and um, difficult, and um, we just really... But we did it. We we did it. And
1: We, we finished it.
2: And we finished it.
0: Congratulations, and And it's so wonderful to hear also such positive stories, right, because even in confinement, you bring joy to all these people who supported you and your supporters also from now who watch your film. It's great that you share these great moments because right now they're really precious, right?
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And we had um, an amazing... Oh, sorry, please, Lisa, you wanted to say something We had amazing help for post-production, though. We were stuck technically. And so um, we had a life model who was also acting in our film. And he had a contact, a friend, and who is a professional post-production person for the famous films. And he introduced us to her. She came over and saw a little bit of it. She liked what she saw, asked if she can have it on a key stick. Can I show it to a friend? She said she loves it. Her friend loves it. And they'd like to help us finish it um, on a technical level because we we're a bit stuck. So we had a great editor and sound engineer. That's important, and,
2: and it shows. Yeah. It shows technically I it, perfect. I think um, it's not well known, but you know, making a film—the the, the bit where you actually, you know, film people and they do their lines and all of that—is really just a fraction of what filmmaking is, and. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest mysteries was what is post-production. Yeah, and um, that
1: we got stuck on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I was reading uh, blogs on di- di- digital cinema packages and getting very <laughs> afraid because it, you know, and I, you know, codecs and and um, you know encoding and all of this stuff. I I eventually understood it, but I was thinking. Can I do that myself?
1: Yeah, and that might add another five years to the release of the film. Like
2: like we made the soundtrack, which I think really fits the film. We made it from um, online, copyright-free, old things. Um, Archive.org is an amazing amount of stuff there. But I couldn't, I knew nothing about music. I just found all the bits I liked. It took me about two years. It almost killed me because I'm not a musician, oh, wow. but um, but this sound engineer that worked on it, Keith Thomas, a genius. He just, you know, because some of the bits of music had someone closing a door or a gunshot, he could actually take that out, you know, and and so we could use this bit of old copyright free movie music.
1: And take the crackles.
2: And the crackles. and Out the, of the
1: music. It so sounded really old.
2: So, you know, there's a reason these people are expensive. They do a fantastic job and um, they they did it for free or for very little money for us because they were just shocked and delighted that someone had made a whole feature film independently out of the blue like we did yeah (laughs) they were really they were really shocked you made a
0: whole film shock too if i have to be honest no i'm kidding no it makes sense right <laughs> because in so, so different it's so different from what we see and it's really it's why also it's
2: so refreshing yeah we're well, in the industry people want to make films but they wait until they get the money and you know it makes sense because it's so hard to make a film and it takes so long if you don't have much money you, it's almost mm. impossible and
1: if you don't have 11 years
2: if you don't have 11 years yeah <laughs> yeah true but um, you know, it, it does, did uh, I was heartened to read about people like Cassavetes, for example, who would make a film over a period of years when he got the money. Mm. He'd go away and do Rosemary's Baby, you know, act in that film, get paid a good amount of money, and he'd spend it on his own films. Yes. And so, you know, it's not, you know, Orson Welles, you know, quite famously was making bits of film when he could, when he had some money. So I feel like um, you know there. You know it, it's understandable why people wait to get money, but if you don't want to wait, maybe there's ways to do it.
1: I have Monsieur Baptiste here. I'm going to try and present him to the camera.
2: Yes, please,
0: <laughs> Monsieur <laughs> Baptiste is around. Yes, the, the star about
1: <laughs> me. we
0: have even cast. <laughs> 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 oh, so is he the kitty? <laughs> Oh, Who is
1: now international, he took him 75 yes. Can you he wave, wave at us? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bonjour,
0: Monsieur Baptiste.
2: He's oh. waving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we have a cast with us.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's but great. I think uh, we probably have, at the end of all of this process, like real um, respect mm-hmm. and love for the people that do make cinema. And for all yeah. the other people, such as yourself, who celebrate what people have done and show it in cinema, it's you know a world that we've strangely always loved and kind of half joined now.
0: <laughs> yes, you're part of this world. We're really, really excited. If there was one thing you would like the audience, your audience, to take away from watching your film, do you know what it would be?
1: Uh, is to laugh out loud and forget the worries of the moment.
2: Yeah, I like
0: this. That. That's, that's really important. I'm sure Monsieur Baptiste agrees. <laughs> He's adorable. He's adorable. Thank you so much, everyone who is watching and listening. This is Lisa and Tom, and we're so excited to present their film. The big thing of the festival. Please, please support us, support our films. Please share their work. Uh, we also shared some of their artworks on our social media. Check their page out. Uh, we always need a good love, but probably now more than ever. And definitely, we need to remember the magic of cinema. So, thanks so much to you guys for bringing that to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Jenna. Yeah.